Welcome to Doctrine and Devotion, a podcast exploring Christian faith and practice from a Reformed Baptist perspective in an undisclosed location. My name is Joe Thorne. I'm the lead pastor of Redeemer Fellowship in St. Charles, Illinois. And I'm Jimmy Fowler, executive pastor at Redeemer Fellowship. You know, this undisclosed location is Mm, pretty nice. It's working out well for us. Now, I don't know. People might be able to hear. I don't know if they will, but there is heavy metal, 80s metal which yeah. is my jam that's your you jam. like 80s metal too. i like 80s metals as well uh playing in the background in the next room mm. sounds good Makes it's, me feel it's fantastic good. i just i love it man this is this is fun is this your jam this is my jam this yeah. is your jam i was listening to metal all day today while working and, all right uh, a, some 80s metal in particular mm. okay. okay feeling pretty feeling pretty good how you feeling I'm feeling really good. You got the while well, you're sweating you got the corona i, I got you the, are sweating right now i know you're it's listening. hot here it's hot it's not that hot it's hot take off your shirt like you do when just, you go to the bathroom. Just won't. Just, <laughs> all, right, all right. You can't share certain things. I'm just saying. You can't share just certain us. things. They're just, it's just us and those two dudes over there. <laughs> but, and everyone listening, you can't share certain details. Well, I don't, it's not I don't, like I don't, a video. No, but I don't want the back end. You don't want the, your shirt. Okay, so explain the taking off the shirt thing. Why would somebody take okay. off their shirt right, when they go to the bathroom? We don't have to go through this. Do we you really just, have to go through You were just explaining it. All right. George Costanza, go. Okay. When you, It's weird to me when you're going. With shirt tails on. With shirt tails. I don't want the back of my, my shirt tails. I don't want it touching the toilet. Are you wearing like a penguin tuxedo? Like what kind of tails? You're telling me, you're it? telling me yours, your sh- well, you don't wear shirt tails. No, we're not. <laughs> so you don't know. So you don't get it. I look like trailer I, trash see, every day. We talk <laughs> so, about. But yeah, yeah. So you know what? That whatever gets on there fits the ensemble for you. Okay. I, nobody knows what you're talking about. It's just, it's a weird idea. No, it's, it's not. It's not concept. a weird idea. I don't want my shirt tails touching the toilet. That's what I don't want. Okay. All right. You're that makes you a dandy. Just no, just no, for no, the record, no, no. it, it makes you a listen, dandy. Just admit, that that be, makes you a dandy. First of all, hang on, guys. Make, does no, that, no, make that doesn't make me a dandy. I was already yeah, a dandy okay. to begin mm-hmm. with. I was already a dandy to begin okay. with. It proves your dandiness. I will concede you are that. Full dandy. I will concede right. that point. Yes. Okay. All I will right. concede that. How are you doing, Joe? Now that you've outed me in a way that I never thought when I'd be outed on this really? Podcast. You never thought this would come up? No, I actually never did. Okay. Well, I felt like that was in our like No, there's vault. no vault. There's no, no, no vault. vault. That was in our vault. There's this things not in our vault. vault. There's no, no vault. There are things in our vault. Mm-hmm. And that was one of those things. No, not anymore. Yeah, I know. But I don't share. Well, I am I'm a safe cracker, so nope. Nope. Yeah. Nope. How are you because I just cracked the safe and I showed everything. Dude, that's yeah. not cracking the safe. You knew about it. You know the code. Yeah. Okay, you so I open I open the safe and you open that's it. Literally crack it. Yeah. No, you shared something that shouldn't have been in there. It doesn't matter. Nobody cares. Anyway. No, of course you don't care. I'm feeling good. Um, you know, the whole thing that this, this has been, uh, this whole lot, what is it? Shelter in place. Shelter in place. It looks like yeah. it's going to continue for another month, oh. which means we don't get together for worship oh. on Easter. Oh man. It's a real, it's a, seriously, it's a No, bummer. no, that, that, that. People are hurting. That man. is a, it, that's horrible to me. I mean, I we had the helicopter know. coming in with the Easter eggs. Oh, uh, is that what we had? We had, uh, we had everything <laughs> planned. And now there's no bunny suit. Uh, there's nothing that's going to happen. Mm, yeah, we weren't going to do any of that. No. Let's not even pretend like that's going to happen. No, we're not, we're not going to. So we'll see. I mean, we'll, we'll see in two weeks if, you know, things should be peaking. And hopefully, you know, it'll two be Two weeks. No, no, no. That, oh, yeah. The, the crisis will peak in two correct, weeks, hopefully. Correct. And we'll be able to get back to it after a couple more um i'm honestly like 
I'm, I'm, I'm concerned about the virus. I'm concerned about people getting sick, but I'm much more concerned about the social and economic fallout of everything being shut down for so long. And yeah. 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 going to have to see how that plays out. So we're praying for people and praying for a lot of our listeners. And we've heard from a lot of our listeners who are going through some tough times. Struggling. And, yeah. It's uh, it's, it's scary. Like none of us alive have gone through this particular situation before this is a new thing well no you have i mean you remember 1918 right <laughs> like how was it then like how did you guys i mean you guys practiced some social distancing but you ended it too early in st louis correct i don't even know what you're talking about oh uh, it was so long ago i barely remember see i know history how do you like that how do you like how do that? i like them apples yeah what are we talking about today we are going to be in the 1689 Ooh. uh we're going to be finishing up though joe no we're gonna, uh, no, we're going to be continuing on. There you go. Chapter 26 with paragraph 10. It keeps going. 26 is long. Yeah. Man. But we're going to be talking about your favorite subject. Oh, yeah. I love talking about like, this. Paying the pastor. Let's pay that pastor. P to P. Yeah. Let's, uh, like, money. I love talking about money and Do the you church. Really? <laughs> yeah. It's my favorite. It's actually Joe's. Joe hates this topic. Joe hates it. Yeah. And sometimes. It's so awkward for him. We have to I preach about why. giving from time to time, right? That's obviously when it comes up in a book of the Bible. And sometimes. Um, we don't have a schedule. It's not like end of the year. It's time to give. We don't do the no, campaigns. Yeah, we do once, well, yeah, once a quarter. So <laughs> we don't do that. <laughs> but uh, typically it's when uh, the elders will be like, hey, man, uh, this will be a good opportunity uh, in this season to go ahead and address the issue of giving, not just financially, but yeah. of our time and all yeah, of that. Yeah. And because, uh, you know, if people need to be taught how to pray, they should be able, they need to be taught how to give and all of that. So, uh, so yeah, I have to be exhorted. Uh, and and manipulated and controlled and oppressed by my fellow elders. <laughs> I like that you blame everybody to, else. Oh, because I'm weak. I'll admit it. I'm I know. I know. But that doesn't mean you have to blame everybody else. Like that's I'm giving what, you credit. No, no, we're, no. Give you you credit. Said, oh, you said when they force me. Yeah. They, no, they no, twist no. This, my is, arm. this is it's solidarity. Solidarity. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You guys are all solidified, making me do stuff. Oh, that's is that exactly what it is. <laughs> Why don't you read paragraph ten of chapter twenty-six? Sure. Try not to mess it up. <sighs> Why do you do that? No, I'm just I'm, you can do it this time. Stop. There's a first for everything. <laughs> the work of pastors being constantly to attend the service of Christ in his churches, in the ministry of the word and prayer, with watching for their souls, as they that must give an account to him, it is incumbent on the churches to whom they minister, not only to give them all due respect, but also to communicate to them of all their good things according to their ability so as they may have a comfortable supply without being themselves entangled in secular affairs and may also be capable of exercising hospitality towards others. And this is required by the law of nature and by the express order of our Lord Jesus, who has ordained that they preach the gospel should live of the gospel. What? what? Holy smokes. What are you talking about? I Come can't on. believe you did it. Yeah, how do you how do you like me now? You didn't mess up. How do you like that me now? Perfect. That was yeah. really good. I did it, bro. You got it, man. <laughs> Holy smokes! I can't believe it, man. That was a really read it really well. It's not only that you didn't mess up; you read it really well. Thank you. I'm, Thank you. You know what? Oh, don't be go. surprised. Mm-hmm. Mm. Act like you've been there before, Jimmy. Even no, though you haven't. No, what? No, I've been here. Mm-hmm. Okay, so this paragraph is awesome. It is. It, yeah. It's not just because it says I have to get paid. <laughs> it's awesome because of the way that it addresses it. The question that we're dealing with here is should pastors get paid by the church? A lot, some people say no. You shouldn't be paying pastors anything. Everybody should be volunteering. Yeah, yeah. And they, they pull certain verses out. And they're like, see right here, you shouldn't be. Pat, Paul didn't get paid. Yeah. You know, Paul made and, that, and that's okay. Some, some will volunteer and support themselves. And that's mm-hmm. good. And you're, mm-hmm. like Joe said, I mean, it was Paul's model to a degree, right? Mm-hmm. He supported himself, but he still 
receive funds for the ministry uh, yeah. uh, of the gospel. And so, yeah, I mean, it's good, but I, I don't think that should be uh, the standard. Is that is that fair to say? Well, yeah, of course, because there's so much scripture that explicitly deals with this issue. Mm-hmm. Scripture that explicitly deals with the idea that churches will support ministers financially so that they aren't entangled in secular affairs and can be completely committed to the spiritual affairs of the church. Now, Joe, you're only saying that because you're getting a paycheck and the confession says it. Where in scripture, where in scripture is it told to go ahead and, and, and pay? Oh, no, it doesn't. I, I just like it. You just like it? It doesn't say it anywhere in scripture. It doesn't oh, say it. it, 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 it Second Thessalonians 3, 7 oh. through 10 says something. It says, for you yourselves know how you ought to imitate us. Because we were not idle when we were with you, nor did we eat anyone's bread without paying for it, but with toil and labor. We worked night and day that we might not be a burden to any of you. That's right. Now, if you stop there, it sounds like Paul's saying, we ain't getting paid. Yeah. Yeah. It was not because, Paul continues, it was not because we do not have that right. Oh. But to give you in ourselves an example to imitate. For even when we were with you, we would give you this command. If anyone is not willing to work, let him not eat. Mm. So in, even in 2 Thessalonians 3, Paul is saying, listen, we had specific strategic le- reasons for not taking a salary That's or right. not taking uh, funds to support us with. But it's not because we couldn't. It's not because it isn't normal. It is normative for, uh, for ministry. This is the, the normal thing. Paul was saying like, we have made ourselves an exception to teach you a particular lesson that it's important for you to be earning your keep essentially. Cause there are some that weren't at that time is particularly in this church in Thessalonica. So there is one of the verses that, that, that clearly there is one of the paragraphs anyways, that specifically does say that, um, that it is normative and appropriate for pastors at least some pastors, mm-hmm. uh, to receive a, a salary or income through the local church. First Corinthians 9, 9 to 14. For it is written in the law of Moses, you shall not muzzle an ox when it treads out the grain. Is it for oxen that God is concerned? Does he not certainly speak for our sake? It was written for our sake because the plowman should plow in hope and the thresher thresh in hope of sharing in the crop. If we have sown spiritual things among you, is it too much if we reap material things from you? If others share this rightful claim on you, do not we even more Nevertheless, now again, we have not made use of this right. So again, mm. what we see in Second uh, Thessalonians, right? Uh, we have not made use of this right, but we endure anything rather than put an obstacle in the way of the gospel of Christ. Do you not know that those who are employed in the temple service get their food from the temple? So still getting mm. paid. And those who serve at the altar share in the sacrificial offering. So they're being taken care of. In the same way, the Lord commanded those, or that those who proclaim the gospel should get their living by the gospel. That's Ooh. that's pretty explicit. That that that's there. So you know, for some people that might be in the room, that pony up, <laughs> pony up. <laughs> so again, we're there are. Greg says he's not a he's not a member, so he doesn't have to. There there are there are reasons why some people won't take a salary. Mm-hmm. Um, some people will volunteer their time. You have volunteer or yep. lay elders. Praise God. Um, and that's that's amazing, right? So we'll use Brian Malcolm again as oh, an example. Oh, that's a great example. Brian is a very gifted, talented, and widely used designer. Yeah. Uh, by the way, like Brian, Brian will never brag. Let me brag on Brian. Yeah, brag, brag on Brian. So uh, ever hear of um, Jack White? Yeah. Yeah, the White Stripes, Jack White. Not Jack Black, yeah, Bob. Jack White. Bob, brag on Brian. 
We're going we're gonna to bob right now. We're going to bob right now. Uh, Brian designed like Jack White's online store. Cool. Like that, Brian, Brian's worked for a Hollywood director. Brian's a, you know, he's, mm-hmm. he's a successful, talented dude. He's too legit to quit. As MC Hammer. Yeah. That's why MC Hammer actually wrote that song mm-hmm. back mm-hmm. in the 80s before Brian was born. <laughs> so um, Brian is a gifted guy. And yet he sacrifices an intense amount of work and time yes. for the good of the church. He wants his vocation to be in the world. Yeah, he'll for be the so glory annoyed God. we're bringing oh, yeah, this up. Yeah, I know. I'm yeah. sorry, Brian. But yeah. Well, it's brother, easy because Brian brother. makes like three million a year. I don't know what he makes by that. <laughs> probably but Brian, we just, wanna, we just want to brag on you, brother. You're such a blessing. You're, you're so good. So there are people that will do that. And then there are people that will go bivocational. Sometimes because there is no choice, the church can't afford it. Sometimes by choice, like you, Jimmy. Mm-hmm. You're like, listen, um, my v- primary vocation in terms of time is going to be in the business world. And that's yep. what I'm called to do by God. But that's what I'm going to focus on. I'm, gonna, I'm going to also give a portion of my time for the good of the church. And then you are compensated for that. Um, and then there are people that will work full time for the church. It, it's not that it has to be one way, but that it is a normative thing for those who labor in teaching and in preaching um, to be supported by the church. Even Jesus gets into this in Matthew 10, 5 through 11. And people use this to Ooh. actually argue against pastors getting Jesus paid. Jesus says we got to get paid. Listen to what he says. Matthew 10, verse 5. These 12 Jesus sent out, instructing them, Go nowhere among the Gentiles and enter no town of the Samaritans, but go rather to the lost sheep of the house of Israel. And proclaim as you go, saying, The kingdom of heaven is at hand. Heal the sick, raise the dead, cleanse lepers, cast out demons. You received without paying, give without pay. Acquire no gold or silver or copper for your belts, no bag for your journey, or tunics for your, or, or sandals, uh, or your staff. For the laborer deserves his food. And whatever town or village you enter, find out who is worthy in it and stay there until you depart. Jesus is saying that it is appropriate and normal yeah. for these ministers to be supported by the local church. This, I, I know that it gets sent, people are sensitive to it because there are some pastors who have fleeced the church, um, make outrageous sums of money. Um, and, and aren't transparent about it. But the truth is, like who? Who? Like well, I'm not going to name no, names. Just I, Mames, Jack Donald. No, I like. Isn't it like? Isn't it, it, it's. It, it sounds like. Like it makes me think of Ronald McDonald. <laughs> but 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 if imagine if Ronald McDonald were a pastor, of a Chicago land mega church, mm. be like that, um, and had a goatee and. <laughs> That was bald. <laughs> he has the youth pastor goatee. No, he's like 87. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I, just looking at, these are just some of the scripture passages. When you look at these passages of scripture um, in support of, of the confession, the confession is actually built upon these passages of scripture. Yeah. Um, it, is, it is making this point that it is normative and good for pastors to be supported by the local church. Now, how do you get to the place where you're a pastor, Jimmy? Oh. You want to be taught, instructed, you want mm-hmm. to be raised up by local churches, yeah. you want to get as much uh, influence and, and education as you can. Mm-hmm. And oftentimes, which is, I mean, probably pretty typical for most pastors, yeah, you yeah. get a lot of that through the local church, but you also go to seminaries. Yes, yes, they, yes, they do. Yeah. Now, now so, what, what's some good seminaries? Well, there are, there's a bunch of them. There's I'm, I'm, I'm going to name one. All right, name one. Name Southeastern one. Baptist Theological Seminary. They That's a good one. are sponsoring the podcast this month. We love Southeastern Baptist Theological Seminary. We know a bunch of the people there. Uh, Danny Aiken, who's the president, uh, he was on staff at Southern when I was at Southern. Mm. And I, I went and talked to him one time, and I was like, I was like, hey, Danny, 
Uh, I didn't say hey, Danny. What's up? What's up? D-bomb. How you doing? <laughs> I didn't do that. Uh, I said, Dr. Aiken, um, I'm required to take an evangelism course. <laughs> and not only have I taken evangelism courses in Bible college, but I've practiced evangelism in the streets of Chicago. Mm -hmm. I've mm -hmm. regularly done that. I've planted a church. At that point, I hadn't planted a church. I was pastoring a church. Um, could I instead do a course on apologetics, which would help me in evangelism? Yeah, And he that's said, right. absolutely, go do your thing. Aiken was great. I'm glad that he's at Southeastern. Now, Southeastern Seminary believes that theological education is best done in partnership with the local church. It's one of the reasons why Southeastern is good. I love that. I love that. Scott, you can't separate it. That's right. Southeastern's Equip Network empowers churches and ministry organizations to offer accredited and accessible courses to students from the highest level of theological training. The Equip Network weds the seminary experience with real-life ministry opportunities to provide students with the most integrative ministry training available. Students can fulfill their remaining degree requirements through the online, hybrid, or campus-based classes, and students can earn up to 36 hours of seminary credit in their local church through equipped classes. And if you're a pastor with an MDiv, you can start an equipped center at your church. Now, for more information, you can check out the link that we're going to have in our show notes or just go to sebts.edu. Thank you, Southeastern, for sponsoring You think they take me? The podcast. Do you well, think the seminary You have to have a BA, dude. I have a BA from Judson. I have to stop it. Oh stop God. it. You it's like know. the community college of Christian wow, colleges. Why would you do that? <laughs> I, they would take me, right? Like, they would take me. But listen, I'm looking. First, first I'm of all, looking. I'm joking. Judson's awesome. Yeah. You know, some yeah. Great people. Like, much of our people graduated mm -hmm. from Judson. Uh, Judson University, props to you guys. Uh, they would, not only would they take you, they'd be a fool not to take you, Jimmy. Man. All right. Well, I'm, you know, I want to put on some feelers, see what seminary would take me. Okay. Well, yeah, they would take you, but you know. What, what do you mean you know? I'm just saying. <laughs> what? No, what? You got to tone it down a little bit. Probably. Tone? Go seminary, you know. Tone, yeah, tone, tone yourself down. Walk it back a little bit. Tone? What am I toning down? Well, oh goodness, where do we start, Jimmy? No, no, I want you to go ahead and start with what you're talking about. Well, the hair, the uh -huh. beard. And? You know, I don't know. And? Just, just, uh, oh, Jimmy is pointing to his skin. I that think is, that's what you no, were talking about. Southeastern is not like, like that. No, no, I feel like I, I, I check some boxes. You check some boxes. You also check some other boxes, which might, you know, raise some <laughs> suspicions, Jimmy. But Southeastern would be honored to have you. And, uh, uh, well, we'll and see. You, would be, you would benefit from going to Southeastern. I, I need to. Go listen, I, and to. I, we're not just, listen, if there are other seminaries that would say, hey, can we advertise on the podcast? And we would say, no, no, we, we're not interested mm -hmm. in working with you guys. We always list Southeastern and a couple of other SBC seminaries when we talk about healthy, good SBC seminaries. So, boom. There, Boom, there go. we go. Let's get back into this, Jimmy. All right, let's do it. So pastors should be paid by the church, right? They, they can be paid. They should be paid. Should be supported. How much should pastors be paid? Oh, that is a good question. As much as possible. No, 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 no. We, no. Unfortunately, that's what we see. Mm. That's what we see is how much can I get out of this, right? And I mean, I, well, hold on. That's really unfair. That is not, that is not, uh, the typical pastor. The typical pastor is not having that mentality. So that's I right. apologize for that because and most churches, that, that's really unfair to say. Most churches can't pay even what a pastor should be paid exactly. because so they're I, small. So, so yeah, I want to be... Yeah. Uh, Why don't you apologize again? Because <laughs> no, I, I felt like that was kind of... I went over a little overboard there. But I mean, I think the rule of thumb should be a pastor should be paid enough to live norm, normally and generously. Yeah, that's... Right? So here's, here's, what, here's what the 69 says. Uh, so as they may have a comfortable supply, so they shouldn't be, you know, destitute, destitute, right? Without being themselves entangled in secular affairs so that they could. So here it is. They have a comfortable supply so that they don't have to worry about getting another job. Mm -hmm. They don't have to exactly. worry about uh, uh, providing more income to 
provide for their families and may also be capable of exercising hospitality towards others. So it's not yeah. just about themselves and taking care of their own family, but being able to love on other members or, their, or, or their neighbors, yeah. right? That's a, I mean, it's, a, it's, it's such a perfect way uh, for the confession to state that, right? Mm -hmm. It's not laying down you know, percentages and minimums and all that. It's saying it in a way that, that transcends culture and transcends yeah, it's not, it's time. It's not about clawbacking a bonus if you know, X number of people don't get baptized. Man, I remember, I, in fact, I, either somebody told me directly or I saw it online. I can't remember. But somebody somehow communicated to me that um, they, they're a pastor and they took their wife out for a dinner, nice dinner, and they shared it on Instagram like we do yeah. you know, on date night sometimes. And uh, somebody in the church actually said at a business meeting or a members meeting, as we call them, that, uh, wow, pastor's taking his wife out to a super nice restaurant maybe we're paying him too much that's so sad it's really, by the really way sad. the dude was using a gift card yeah man, <laughs> i would, I would, member, I would love i would love to see more pastors out there blessing and loving on their wives like that yeah i mean it's it, it's just sad so there are churches that are very restrictive on, and unhealthy in, in supporting their pastors mm -hmm. and then there are churches that want to do more and can't and then there are churches that can and they do and then there are churches that are being led by pastors unscrupulously and are getting paid uh, an absurd amount of money that does happen so when we're asking this question how much should pastors be paid what you said jimmy they should be able to live normally and generously mm -hmm. in their particular culture it should also, I think, be commensurate with their hours, the hours that they give, their yeah. ability, yep. what they can do, and their experience, how long they've been at it. Those are, those are pretty typical Yeah, uh, I agree. Like, like if I was full-time at Redeemer, I would not expect that I would be paid the same as Joe or Pastor Pat, right? Uh, obviously. Uh, yeah, obviously, <laughs> right? Like, I think it's obvious. Uh, like, I think that the ability that they have, there's, there's certain uh, gifts that they have that the church needs, uh, and they... they are fantastic at that and their experience, right? They've got years of experience doing this full time. They've got more education. Maybe Southeastern will take me and I'll be able to get more education. Um, but yeah, they should be able to pastors that, that have been in this for a while that have gone to school that have gone through all the necessary training should be able to, and are, and are putting in the hours should be right. paid appropriately. So like, you know, um, you know, Jimmy has for a number of, of years now, been on staff part-time mm -hmm. and uh now the reality is is you know let's just say for example if, if jimmy is paid for 10 hours of work uh jimmy gives much more than 10 hours of work that's true in all bivocational ministries you always wind up giving much more than you actually get paid for um and he's never said a thing about that jimmy's gonna be uncomfortable for a minute here but i don't care yeah i hate you um but obviously if if jimmy was working 20 hours it would be more if it was 30 hours it would be more if it was mm -hmm. 40 hours it would be more but also, it's not, Thanks, <laughs> it's not just that it should be commensurate with their hours, ability, and experience, but it, what you get paid is going to be somewhat determined on your context, right? Yeah, it depends on the, the community that you're in, right? So Joe, as, as a pastor in a uh, western suburb of Chicago. Middle class to upper middle class context in it, general. Yeah, uh, mainly upper, right? Uh, mainly yeah. middle, I think middle. Upper middle class. Upper middle class, so, class yeah. probably upper, upper middle class, class is going to be paid uh, a certain... He's going to get paid a certain rate rather than someone that's in a rural town. 
Right. Because like just taxes, uh, the cost of living, taxes, cost, cost of, of living, living yeah. all that stuff. Cigars. No, that, well, cigars that's cost you. a lot that's of money. That's on you. Whatever, they got to pay for listen, my cigar. No, habit. no, no, no. Whatever you budget, that's on you. That's and I know. And I can't budget it. I know. And that's why Jen's that's sending me text messages that's saying what's going on. Text messages about yeah, that. what's going on? He's, he's only supposed to be one a day. text messages about TikTok, not yeah, cigars. He's only supposed to be one a day. And now he's back to one at a time. Three, four, five. Totally misunderstood the context. So, but yeah, it depends on where you're at, right? And it shouldn't be the same. It shouldn't be the same because it's a different context. Different living situation, sure. Uh, different expenses, right? Uh, and so, yeah, depending on the person's context. I remember. Uh, I don't remember, but I remember reading that uh, when Tim Keller was talking to his presbytery about planting in Manhattan, <laughs> he was like, "It's going to cost this much money for us to plant a church in Manhattan," and they were like, "Are you high?" That's a quote, by the way. I think is I think they, <laughs> you, you maybe, think maybe it's not a quote. A quote. Yeah, but, a, are you high? I think I, because they're like that's that's what Presbyterians that's said. A, to Tim <laughs> Keller. I don't think the only high Presbyterians know is Rocky Mountain High. <laughs> that's the only high they know. <laughs> they know John Denver. So, uh, but they were like, "You're you're you you're, you're crazy here." That and he's like, "You can't live in Manhattan. You can't get a space to worship in Manhattan without. If you want a church in Manhattan to preach the gospel and make disciples, it's going to cost more money than it does yep. in uh, St. Charles, Illinois. It's just yeah, yeah, it's yeah, just yeah. way it's right. going to be." So context is really important. But even then, even if you take into consideration the hours, the ability, the experience, and the context, and the culture, and the time, and all that, you still have to wind up determining what that pastor is going to make. How do we determine, how does a local church determine what a pastor's salary should be? Yeah, here, before we get to that, Joe, I yeah. do want to hit one thing. Hit uh, I, I do want to do a shout out to our church planters that are in mm. Europe, right? Yeah. Uh, because that that... That soil is hard, right? Yeah. And it's expensive to live out there. What is a good sized church like, say, in Italy? 20. Yeah. If you've, that's got, a good if you've got 20 people, you've, a got legit your, you've got yourself a, a legit mega church, yeah. right? Uh, and so I, I see this often where uh, I've heard individuals, and I've talked with individuals that are looking at church planters in Europe and they go, man, here they are, you know, uh, asking for money, saying that, you know, they've only got 10 people oh, within their church. And what are they doing with their time? What do they do? That's hard soil. They're killing themselves for Jesus and the world. And, and so just bear in mind. And then I also hear, uh, oh, look, they just spent the, the they, they, they went to Rome for the weekend. <laughs> do you not understand? <laughs> it's like going to Chicago. It's a, it costs 30 euros, $45 to fly to Rome from England, yeah. Scotland. Uh, go all around there. There's a train that'll take yeah, you. Yeah, there. there's a train that'll take you. So the, the so let's all bear in mind that uh, our brothers and sisters that are planting out there mm -hmm. uh, need the finances because one, how are they going to survive off of five to ten people within their church? Right. How are they, how are they going to be able to spread that gospel? So just um, when we're talking about context, yeah. remember that too. Big there's time. a difference between a North American context, mm -hmm. right? and a European context or other parts of the world that are struggling financially, right. uh, they're not going to see the same thing where, oh, hey, why are they only have 10 to 15 people? Why don't they have at this point 80 to 100? You can even see this in America, right? So like 40, 40 adults in St. Charles, if they're 30 and up, yeah. can support a pastor exactly. and a secretary. Yeah. Like that, that, we were able to support a pastor and a full-time ministry assistant and a janitor with 40 adults and 20 kids when we started. Now, again, this, my, my salary at that point was, was much smaller, but you could still do it. Yeah, you could do it. And now, 40 people in um, Camden, New Jersey, not gonna, you're it's not, not going to happen. 150 people in Camden, New Jersey, 
Yeah. Not going to happen. They, 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 because the, the shout base, out to Ernest, Pastor Ernie, you are killing it in yeah. Camden. You are so killing it. It's like you have to know, like, what's the median income? What's going on? And what are people able to give? It's different everywhere. So that's important there. So then when, when we're talking about what's the median income uh, and what's the context or how, how should we determine a pastor's salary? Consider the resources like the SBC compensation study that Lifeway right. put out. Now, there's a bunch of these, right? We'll link to that in the show notes. But what's cool about those things is that you can actually start to look up like, okay, so what does the average pastor in the SBC get paid if he's been doing it for 20 years? And then you can reconfigure it and go, what does the average pastor make who pastors a church of 100 people? Yeah. Or 50 people. Now, again, that doesn't answer the question for you, but it gives you, and I know our elders have looked at that when bringing on executive pastor yeah. or associate pastor. Well, we, well like we also like to review it for right. our current pastoral staff as mm -hmm. well as our office uh, and administrative help. Right. We, we looked at that uh, for our ministry assistant recently. And we were like, wow, you know what? We need to make an adjustment. Yeah. Yeah. And we did because it was like, wow, that, that we want to we want to do this right. So that's a great resource. Um, obviously, determine the cost of living in your area. It's different everywhere. Now, we're in Illinois. Now, it's not California or New York, but mm -hmm. the property taxes are insane. Just the property taxes Ooh. are insane. Uh, yeah. Don't get Greg started on it. My understanding is that uh, everybody that I know that I've talked to their property taxes, if they have a home, they're paying between seven to thirteen thousand dollars a year in property taxes. Yeah, that's for and these are for just like not big homes. Homes, these mm -mm. are just average size homes in the area. So uh, you got to determine your cost of living in the area. That includes everything from groceries to uh, to, to opposite property taxes and um, general kind of income. What else should we be considering? Uh, you know what? You should evaluate the church's ability and needs. Right. So you do have to look and say, what is the church able uh, to pay its right. pastoral staff? And what's, yeah, so just being able to look at that. And so not only what are they able to pay their pastoral staff, but then what are the other expenses? Right. Right. Because, you, you know, listen, we have work to do. Well, yeah, there's work to do. And so you got to make sure that you're covering those expenses and the pastoral staff. Flannel graphs don't pay for themselves. Stop it. You got to pay for the flannel graph. Yeah, whatever I know, it is. I know. But who's Fog doing, machines? Are you really Okay, fine. Hazers. Hazers, you got to pay for the hazers, uh, lasers. Never mind, Joe. You're you're yeah, you're killing Easter it. pageants, Christmas pageant with donkeys coming through and all no that kind of stuff. No one's doing a donkey coming through. Are you kidding me? Not us. No, not us. Not, not us. We not, can't not, afford not, that not yet. Typical church. Someday. Someday. <laughs> <laughs> it's a pipe dream. <laughs> one could a crack pipe dream. That's what it is. <laughs> yeah, I think I think that's really good. And here's the thing: most pastors that I know, in fact, all pastors that I personally know mm -hmm. and like. Um, they've typically are, are either, or had to in the past get a, a very small salary that wasn't appropriate to what they should be getting paid, yeah. but they happily took it because that was all that was possible yep. for, listen, I've never asked for a raise or anything at Redeemer Fellowship in the 13 years we've been doing this. The church paid me what they could. And the whole time they kept saying, this is not enough. We we're sorry, we can't pay more. And I never squawked about it, whatever. I'm just happy to be doing it. It's the greatest church in the world. And as soon as the church was able to increase my salary, they, and Redeemer is very generous towards the staff. They said, all right, here's what we're going to do. Uh, we're able to make this adjustment now. And they made the adjustment. Um, so you, you, looking at the church's ability and needs is important and it's, it, it's necessary. And if the church is healthy, they, they do want to take care of those that are, are leading and serving. And so I want to encourage as well, when we're talking about how do we determine a pastor's salary, so you take a look at what they're going to receive, what they're going to use to, to cover their expenses, their livelihood, how they could be generous uh, with those around them. But then as a church, we need to determine how we're going to handle uh, not just their salary, but how about their housing? 
their housing allowance, right? Some people so, might not understand how that works. Yeah. So uh, for those that are in ministry, there there's a housing allowance, and so it's 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 income, I guess, taxed at a different rate, right? Right. And so that that helps the pastoral staff uh, save on uh, their end of year, I guess, tax. You know, tax. You're asking, liability. You're, don't look at me for an answer. I'm looking for the word. Liability. Bring my wife yeah, in here. She's the right one. Sorry, I'm looking at Greg for that one. Tax liability. Uh, so yeah, you want to make use of. There are some blessings out there, right? That the uh, I for don't know. We're going to be mad. Yeah, that the government is allowing. Uh, so yeah, I mean, how how can you structure that so that you could uh, uh, help your pastor out with their tax liability? So their salary, housing allowance, and let's just insurance. Just in case anybody's confused, if you're not involved. What you pay your pastor, let's just say it's 50000 or 100000 or a million, whatever. Uh, obviously not a million. Not a million. But let's just say it's 50000 100000 whatever. Um, that, that package of money, right, that, that salary can be split between what was called salary. It's all salary. Mm. But what's called salary and what's called housing. Well, it's all part of the compensation that's package. So that's whatever, yeah. So that's what they're paid. They allocate a portion of it to be called housing, and that goes towards um, the, what they would consider the parsonage and expenses that relate to that. So that's what Jimmy's talking about. In case you're unfamiliar, otherwise we'll, we'll we got some links in the show notes for yeah. you. And then also it. making a look, look at their insurance, right? Making Ugh. sure that they're covered. I know insurance is so crazy yep. expensive. Yep. So like, yeah. Well, you, why don't you just jump on Obamacare? <laughs> Abomination care? What are you talking oh. about? Oh, see what I did there? Oh, I saw what you did there. Okay. Yeah. There you guys can see my, my rarely flying, uh, political colors. <laughs> um, so yeah, I mean, Insurance is incredibly expensive. Is the church paying half? Is the church paying all? Uh, what is the setup? Who are you going through? Do you get it evaluated? Yeah. How um, do you give the lead pastor the Cadillac option and the rest of us, uh, you know? Culture of honor, bro. Culture of honor. Culture of honor, bro. Okay. I get that. I'm not gold. I get platinum. Who you talking about? Yeah, I just really want to make sure. Uh, and this is, see, here's, here's the part that I get to say that Joe can't say or at least is uncomfortable saying because he's actually receiving it i'm not receiving it uh but i want to encourage you uh as a member of the body as as someone that uh has benefited from the 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 preaching as someone that's benefiting from the shepherding of the pastoral staff take care of them right and that means insurance taking care of their families right uh spouses are are giving of themselves giving of their husbands uh to serve you we want to make sure that they know that they're taken care of in their hour of need. You know, Jen, the only reason Jen even lets me give like a total of 15 hours a week is because <laughs> of, you know, how well the church takes care of me. No, I, I, I'm very grateful. I'm, the, the, the church is, is, is very generous towards benevolent needs in the church, towards staff members. Um, Redeemer is yeah, a we, very it is, it is a very generous church. Now, um, we're going to say one more thing about this. Oh. Jimmy and I talk about this all the time. Oh, we're going to talk about don't this? Don't be hiding. Yeah. Why? Don't be hiding. Don't, don't sit there you and guys have look, this general staff line item that oh, lumps we, everyone together. We tell is, what we make. Yeah, yeah. There's one line item and everybody on staff, all 15 people, usually at the big church, it's all lumped together. It's so, not right. It's not right. I want to know what, where Joe's at. I want to know where Pastor Pat's at. I, I want everyone to know where I'm at. I want, because the, the body deserves to know mm-hmm. Uh so that we can make adjustments. And so right. we were able to look and say, because we don't know like tithing wise, who's giving or anything like that. But at least I do know how are we taking care of our staff. Right. And we're able to look and say, hey, you know, for Deb, uh, we looked and said, ah, 
this is a little under where she should be. Right. We need to make an adjustment. Go to her, apologize. Yeah. You know, and say, please forgive us for this. We want to make sure you raise you up to minimum care. wage. Exactly. No, stop it. Stop it. Stop it. Stop it. <laughs> but no, it's the same thing, right? Like we, like it, you should be known. There's no shame in that. Who's going to shame a pastor that's okay. making the the correct amount within their context? It. Listen, I get it. It's awkward. I'll be the first to admit it. It. It's Joe a, it, hates it. It's a. It's a little awkward for oh, everybody Joe to know hates it. what you mean. But I don't hate it because I'm getting paid too much. I don't hate. It. It's just. It's just a little awkward. But guess what? That's life. You know what? I can find out what any public school teacher makes. I can go find out right now. Like, and my math teacher was making ninety grand a year, and uh, and when I found out, it, it, Geneva, Illinois, where Esquire, Greg lives. Yeah, that's yeah, where Geneva. The, that's where the money's at. Mm. My math teacher was making ninety grand a year back in the day, and he had been at it for a while, and all of that. How much are the teachers making, Andrew, in your little cornfield? You got like two teachers out there, right? Andrew, Andrew, you live in like Lee County. You have a farm, right? Yeah, he's got a farm. Yeah, you got a farm. Andrew has a farm. He's got a farm. Why aren't you wearing overalls? You're, you, you're dressed like a hipster, but you have a farm. It's really weird. No, because Allie allowed him to come out. I called. I'm going to tell the story. Oh, tell the story I'm about Andrew. I'm going to tell the story. <laughs> you know, Andrew, Andrew, listen, let, me, let me just paint a picture for Andrew. Andrew is another handsome. All of your friends are handsome. Is um, that to compensate for how you look, Jimmy? Anyway, Andrew has don't got- Don't wink, Andrew. He, Andrew has the hair. You, know who has, you have the hair- of John Smith and Pocahontas. That's who that <laughs> hair is right there. You look like John Smith and Pocahontas. Go. So, I, so I called Andrew. I'm like, hey, man, can you come out and play tonight? Yeah. Like, we're going to hang out. We're going like, to record. Yeah, we're going to record. We're going to keep it within the, yeah. the they're, confines. They're like eight feet away. Yeah, we're going to keep it within the confines that the governor has set in place. Uh, can you come out? And he's like, ah, I'm like, do I need to call mom and ask her if you can come out and play? <laughs> and he goes, I'll call you back. So he called me back. Allie's on the phone. <laughs> and how did that go, Jimmy? Uh, so she asked me a bunch of questions. Mm, Where are you going to be? Just like a mom would. From what time to what time? Mm -hmm. Will uh, things be appropriate? Mm -hmm. uh, is he going to come on the podcast? I said, no. She said, yeah, he's allowed. <laughs> not to play. Just make I'm, sure he's home by a certain time. You have no. And hold on. Here's the best part. Who brought, who brought cookies, cookies from mom? <laughs> <laughs> so Andrew comes to hang out and Allie sends it with cookies. <laughs> by the way, Allie, if you're listening, you are awesome for not only letting your husband play with his friends tonight, but no, those cookies were awesome. They were very good. Thank you, Allie. Now, um, I, listen, I got to tell you, I'm very tempted to put you on the podcast just because Allie was happy that as you soon as I told, As soon as I told uh, Greg that she said you were not allowed, he's like, oh, let's put him on. <laughs> just let's put him on. All right, come on over come here, buddy. Over, come, come on, on over come here, on. Come on. Yeah, just, come, sit just, down. just, come just for a second. Just come just sit, down. Just sit down. So um, what, what, what we're getting at here, while he's coming over here, I'm going to say this. We're big believers in that uh, churches should disclose the salaries of their pastors to the congregation, right? So uh, general staff salaries all lumped together. We don't think that's good enough. We think you're cheating. I'll be honest. I think you're not being transparent enough, and at worst, you're being dishonest with people. So let people know what pastors are getting paid it should not because be. i had this it won't actually let him on oh you, oh, are, so, you are so lucky because i've already started the recording it won't let me pick you well come on come over to a come over to a, a microphone for, yeah. come on over come on over buddy so andrew andrew you have a, why do you have a farm you 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 moved to illinois from texas correct okay and then uh and so you all right, so so you, you you moved to Illinois and you were you were hanging on everything and you're like, yeah, we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna buy some land. You bought land like three hours away. Like, how far away are you? Yeah, forty five minutes. Oh, that's, that's that's like three hours. Okay, so that's how I do math. So you have a farm. What's your farm like? It has a barn, a house, 
machine shed and a chicken coop. This is um, now. Do you know what? This is great pot. He's off. All right. I'm, I'm curious, <laughs> Andrew. 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 So, um, if I wanted, let's just say, not not if I, obviously, I'm just, but if somebody wanted to come onto your land and shoot AR-15s and nine millimeters and stuff like that, like, can you? Do you have that enough land to do that sort of a thing? Yes. Have you done that kind of a thing over there? Only when it grinds ground because he's the only legal one. <laughs> Well, uh, we love your family and your kids are super adorable. So um, we're grateful for you guys. And uh, again, no, man, I love having them in my CG. I get to see their family. It's fantastic. Yeah, it's I don't great. Even, I don't even know them. Yeah, I, just, I see him on Sunday. Here we go. It's good. Usually I see Allie and the kids and like he's off somewhere. No, what he's no. Doing. His kids are the best. Are Chelsea's good? the best. Are they good kids? Uh, Who are the worst kids in your in your CG? I, I can't. I'm not talking about okay, that. Okay, well, let's just rank them. Who are the best kids? No, no, no. I'm not doing that. I'm just that. curious. Who are the best not, kids? I'm not doing that. The best? The best. I am not just doing that. Just tell me those. who the best I don't want to no, know who the worst are. I'm not going to do that because, because some kids, it might be in the same family. Some are the best and some are the worst. Okay, but if you had to group them by family, which family has the most well-behaved kids? That's a fair question. You know what? That is a fair question. Who has the most well-behaved? You know what? I'll give that to Andrew. Andrew. Sorry, Greg. I'm sorry, Greg, because he got more. That's the thing. So it kind of offsets. You know what okay. I mean? So Greg's kids are terrible. I and did not Andrew's say that. are awesome. No, that's what you said. It's fine. Not fine. Gre- Andrew's kids are awesome. Greg's kids are going to wind up in the juvie home uh, right One here in St. Yes. Charles. Yes, at least. Actually, two okay. of them. Hold on. It's a good thing their dad's a lawyer. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Joe. We've gone on down this rabbit trail. So I think it's really important. What we're talking about here is disclose the salaries. Uh, lumping them is not transparent enough. There's nothing to hide there. There's no shame there. As awkward as it is, uh, make sure that you are uh, sharing with the congregation so that they know that their pastoral staff, that everyone on their pastoral staff, and just the staff in general, is being taken care of properly. Don't be scared, homie. Don't be scared. That's the message. That's it. All right. Well, we'd love to hear your thoughts. You can follow us online on Instagram and Twitter at Doc and Devo or on Facebook slash Doctrine and Devotion. You can head to the website, DrVotion.com. You can contact us. You can sign up for the email blast. You can go to the store, JoeFoStore.com, and grab some gear. Fresh Pod every Monday and Thursday. Blog post on Wednesdays. Later. Later.